This podcast is produced by Sunnydale Studios. Welcome to another episode of the No Brilliant Jerks podcast, a podcast that deconstructs consumer culture and media with no brilliant jerks allowed. Every Wednesday, you will find us on all podcast streaming platforms chatting about all things business and media with a a daff of shit talk. I love me a daff. With a dash. How about with a dash of shit talk? Because who doesn't love that? Well, that was a great opener. (laughs) I'm doing Liv's job today because she's on annual leave and um, I've already, you know, I've already cocked it. So go me. (laughs) (laughs) So today's podcast, you were joined by Nick, Ty and myself, Kat. Um, But first things first, let's get straight into it. Dopes and Nopes. It is time for Dopes and Nopes. All right. Sorry, guys, I'm running a bit slow this morning. That's all right. It's a Monday morning. We're all not at maximum capacity. <laughs> true. I'm, I'm, usually, <laughs> I'm usually peaking on Mondays, but uh, I don't know what's happened. I think I just woke up too early. Um, but my dope for the day is Bob Irwin's on TikTok. I Have you guys seen it? Bob Irwin. No, yes, yeah. I haven't. It's like for, for our generation anyway. It's full like nostalgic vibes. It's like Steve's back. Cool. Being reincarnated. Like I think he... He's only jumped on in like the last week or so and he's already mm. cranking. Like, oh, this is the son, this, right? Yeah, the son. Yeah, Robert. Yeah, like 3.7 million followers, 16.7 million likes, like just cranking. Awesome content. He's such a dude, isn't he? He's yeah, so he's rare. Yeah. And, and then, then um, everyone's breaking down too because there's a section here where he got, has his top off for a bit and he's like shredded. Eh? Is he? <laughs> yeah, he's secretly is shredded. He? He's got like a secret eight back. Eh? Oh, no, this one I here. Check this out. Like, he, I mean, he wrestles like, Crocs for a like, living. He, he builds his expect? own dirt jumps. See, he's, sne- he's sneaky here. So we're watching a TikTok video of Robert Irwin shirtless. Building doing, his own dirt bike jumps. And doing some motocross. It's not even, it's just mountain biking. What a ledge. So I mean, I go. guess we shouldn't be surprised that he's ripped because he wrestles Crocs. True. Like yeah. day in, day out. That's so. good cardio, I hear. Yeah, is it? <laughs> I, <don't know>. I can <laughs> imagine. <laughs> I, I imagine that it is. It, it's something you'll never right find up. me doing. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, what's your note? My note is just. Joe Biden, Biden. Just, oh. he's him crashing that. Oh. I just feel I sorry. Kind of dope. I feel sorry for the world. Like, like, how does how does a pension like that end up in like that role? I just don't know how it happened. I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for. I feel sorry for everyone involved with him. He's just a, a, an embarrassment. Yeah, it's so, very like, sad. It's so bad. The leader they're, of the free world. Yeah. They're yeah. always old, though. Like, mm. think about yeah, but one they're not always US like, president. Uh, they're not always brain damage, though. <laughs> oh. Like, at least, at least Barack Obama, while useless, he could still string together a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to cut all of this out. <laughs> sorry. I do have to say, though, your other nope is, is I totally mm. agree with. That is Drake's trash. Drake's album is what so... What's happened? Dude, What's happened to him? I put the first track on this morning driving the gym. Yeah, yeah. Next, next, like auto-tune, everything. Drake, Drake. sorry, mate. Re- revert that. Like, if, if you could go back a few days, I would not release that album. That's he needs disgusting. to go back to the bottom. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for some, like, started from the bottom now. Yeah. And then it's just like, yeah, wow, yeah. I know. Yeah, it's the worst. It's not good. Every song, like, the first six songs sound the same, but they're all sh- they all sound shit, so. Yeah, agreed. Fuck you, Drake. <laughs> okay, Nick. Sorry, Nick. You're dope. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so my dope is um, <laughs> uh, a continuation from uh, last week's chat, but um, people are still in sliding into the Sydney Morning Herald's comments to roast them about <laughs> Rebel Wilson, and I am fully on board with that because um, I think it's about time that we hold media outlets mm. accountable for shitty behaviour on an ongoing basis. You know, the news cycle moves so quickly, and I think a lot of the time i mean not just news outlets but anyone really can get away with stuff by just like um you know clogging up our news feeds with all sorts of shit on an ongoing basis um but people aren't having it you know Mm. they're just every single post that sydney morning heralds put up people are in there getting shirty about it and um i think it's great I agree. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Do, do you I think, think their, they reader, their reader base will actually care? Because they're kind of no. a bit of a, yeah. I don't think so. So it's like, are they actually accomplishing anything or just, oh, they, they, I suppose they, 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 they're giving the them a The reputation is getting a hammering for sure, mm. globally. Sure. New York Times shredded them. Like a lot mm. of the US outlets, Whoopi Goldberg came out and did a monologue on The View. Um, Didn't Whoopi just recently come off her cancellation? For I think Whoopi's sa- had a couple saying of something moments. racist. Yeah. She is, yeah. yeah, that's a few. The view's pretty um, fraught with danger. No, what did she get cancelled for? She said yeah, something whack. She did do something whack. Something racist. Oh, I can like, quickly look it I up. I think she was, yeah, she got. She... So Whoopi. Oh, she said the Holocaust is not about race, but about man's inhumanity to a man, hmm. which is. Yeah, not true. It was it's, absolutely racist. It's a shit take. Yeah. Okay. So that's what she did. So yeah. Um, so Whoopi fucking beat it. <laughs> yeah. Well, she had something. She had quite a lot to say about the Sydney Morning Herald um, article. So yeah. Uh, anyway. Don't we all? Okay. Um, and my nope for this week, which is um, the same as Cat's nope, I think as well. Um, is uh, Julia Morris at the Logies. Oh, cringe. It is my nope as well. Yeah. The opening monologue sucked. And, but even the it scripts sucked. for everyone else was like, I saw that Home and Away like guy that came out that like used to be one of the brothers oh. and just that it was, this, it was the, so bad. The one with, um, with Claudia Carvin, that was Potentially, yeah. And they're like, they're, he was like, oh, I'm trying to be um, – I'm trying to be sincere or something like that or Yes, yeah. the one where it's like Awkward. I'm an actor so I can play out these yeah. characters. And she's like, oh, and and she's and like we I do it for the money and yeah. it just fell flat. It wasn't Who good. are the writers? I don't is it know. is and if that's if that's kind of a reflection of the standard of like TV. Australian <laughs> like production talent, mm. like mm, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> they should have just had Hamish and Andy write yeah. the whole thing. Right. And <laughs> And half the shows that were nominated I, I hadn't heard of. Mm. It was like these indies that had like probably, you know. But we all stream. We use right? all, we, we're, we're streaming yeah. serviced. Like that's that's what I watch anyway. I rarely watch free to air. Did the bump apart win anything? from the news. I don't think so. I sure. reckon that was the best show probably. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's I, yeah. I, want, I want another season of that. I just feel yeah. like with the Logies that it's always more um, – for the entertainment of the people in the room rather than Mm. for the larger audience. Mm. And if you compare that, I mean, I guess it's apples and oranges in a way, but if you compare it to the Emmys, um, which is long and tedious as well, um, but it's like a bit more of a show, you know, it's a bit more directed at viewers, um, which, you know, is what it should be, I think. Mm. Even the telecast was poor, like in terms of like the red carpet and stuff like that. There was no like excitement about it. Mm. I feel like the... Like the pre-promotion of the telecast, yeah, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't um, promoted like it. It was, yeah, a show for 
general public to consume. Mm. Was well, it was of... Channel 9's first year, I think, um, mm, televising sure. it after, for oh, a while because right. Seven's owned it for the past, like, while. And how's Julie Morris thanking, like, the Channel 9 CEO as if he was, like, some fucking BDE lord? Oh, thank you so much for inviting us and allowing us to do this. He I thought looked, that was awkward. He looked really uncomfortable. Those cutaways, actually, when she was addressing anybody in the audience, they mm. looked so uncomfortable. Yeah. Chris Brown yeah. as well was like, oh. yeah. <laughs> like it just it was it was hard to watch. Um, and I'm not a Julia Morris hater or a Julia Morris fan. I don't really know anything about her, but I just thought that was a bit of an average performance. And I also didn't like the. Um, you know, she she spoke a little bit about gender identity at the start because mm. she was wearing a pantsuit, and I was like, "Really? In Pride Month, do we have to go there?" Yeah, that's mm. a, a lot awkward. of a lot of the comments yeah. online are about that actually. Oh, yeah, and, but if you're going to go there too, like, smash it out of the park. Like, yeah, she, I felt like yeah. she went like, it was yeah, not sincere. No, but it was like if you're going to joke about it, make it a, like a good joke. Not don't yeah. go halfway. <laughs> the whole thing just felt yeah. super flat, didn't it? And I I really wanted to. I really wanted to like it because I do, you know, from what I've seen of her anyway, I'm a bit the same as you, Nick. I'm sort of floating in the ether. I don't dislike her, but I'm not a huge fan either, but I want to like her. Mm, And I just feel like whoever wrote her monologue, I mean, she may have have penned it herself, but it just, just wasn't good. No. Just no. Was not good. It was and it cringe. went for so long. I was, so I was like, long. then I was sitting on the couch and I'm like, get the fuck off the stage. <laughs> yeah. It did go like, for ages. Yeah, yeah, like ad break now, please. I yeah. want to watch some ads. <laughs> I was done with the low years yeah. after that. I turned it off after Julia's speech because I was like, if this is setting the tone for yeah. the night, you know, I'm You know done. who the funniest person was? The, the the guy on the mic as they're walking in. Yeah. <laughs> it's the funniest. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he's a oh, – I forget what he, what he does for a living, but he's – I'm pretty sure he was on Fast Forward. Oh, when nice. we were kids, like that really oh, old God. school. Um, that is a client calling me. <laughs> um, anyway, my dope to wrap up this segment is the Botanica Cafe in Cairns. <laughs> I love what they did a few days ago. I think this was such a great way of harnessing the power of media, even though it was built upon a lie. But the Botanica Cafe said they served Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian in Cairns, which was completely false. <laughs> they did not serve Kim Kardashian. Kim isn't even in the country. But bless them, they received national media attention and um, I thought it was fantastic. Good on them. Apparently the guy that owns the cafe is a, is a great guy, really community-driven. A lot of the locals love him, so good on him. I think it was it was so good. The thought, I think we said this last week, yeah. the thought of the, all the paps, all the the paps flying into cans <laughs> only to find out when they landed that it was all a hoax. Yeah, so good. Brilliant. I mean, there's, there's worse places to be on a work trip, totally. I guess. What are your thoughts as a professional on lying for PR? Oh, look. <laughs> Broadly. It, it, it works. This in this instance, it works. I think. I think he he set out to achieve um, to see what what can happen and, he, he pro- and he national probably, media he, attention. And he, he probably and he got, got a better that. Um, outcome than a couple million dollars of federal funding in like <laughs> Australia and, tourism for sure. And I think it, it's actually a really good segue into our topic today, which is the rise of rogue rogue commentators I think it really sets uh it really shines a light on the lack of research a lot of our media outlets do Mm. uh they really do just jump on the bandwagon if one outlet breaks a story and in this instance it was ABC far north Queensland which you know most people assume is super reputable uh but the journalist uh that 
obviously interviewed the the cafe owner really took at face value that he did serve Kimmy K as you would as a yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and then all of the other outlets um you know that's when they sort of yeah hook, hooked into that and then said oh Kim Kardashian's mm. in yeah. it was a perfect storm though because Kim had actually posted pictures from when Pete and her were in Tahiti and it looked like far north yeah. Queensland yeah. so there was a lots of I think there was yeah. lots of things at play perfect storm I and actually yeah. remember when I had Randy's and when Taylor Swift was in the country. Oh, right. And I photoshopped a Randy's coffee cup in her hand coming off the plane. Oh, <laughs> and, 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 did you? Yeah, never, Great. I think it's still on the You'll Insta. have to find that pic. Mm. We'll put it up if we can and find it. And everyone thought she, um, we actually got her coffee to the airport somehow. And me, but media actually wanted to come and have a chat and I was like, so no good. way. So <laughs> good. Yeah. Just, just let imaginations go and no comment. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so today's episode um, focuses on the perils of unverified media sources and the rise of road commentators. So anyone can start their own news website these days and publish often unverified stories. You know, I guess today the discussion is, A, is it a smart business move? Is it borderline unethical? Or is this this generation's tabloid magazine era? So during COVID, I got really obsessed with this Instagram profile called Dumois. And it was it's, it is run by a, a woman in New York. And basically she put a call out one day during COVID during lockdown and said, does anyone have any juicy celebrity gossip stories? And she was inundated with people that had not, I guess, not just salacious gossip, but really boring gossip too. Like Timothy Chalamet has a almond latte every morning at blah, like really mm. sort of just <laughs> really basic day-to-day tidbits of celebrities' lives. And it blew up. This Instagram just went nuts. And I think at the moment she's she's well over a million followers. Um, you know, fast forward two years, she's got a book deal in the making, a really, oh really um, a podcast that dominates the charts. She's got a movie coming out. Um, and she's almost known now as the mecca, the pinnacle, the apex, if you like, of celebrity gossip. But everything she posts is unverified. And And – is, does she do any of the work herself or does she just accumulate gossip yes. from other people? Screenshots yeah. in the DM. Yeah, she accumulates gossip and she sets up this um, – she's got an email and a lot of – I don't know if many publicists mm. are using this now. They might be. But what was happening is there were some really big studio executives that actually used Dumois during COVID to break certain things mm. and to plant nice. – information out there so a lot some of what she did post she actually broke some quite large news stories so it's still anonymous still anonymous and she protects all of the sources really well she's never like that's her shtick you know and she's quite trusted but a lot of it is um well it's all unverified to start with and then some things will come out and they've been verified so um she's not the first to do it NT Lawyer, which is one of the big ones in the States as well, began this, did this years ago with Crazy Days and Nights. And that's when anyone can write in about a, a it's called Celebrity Blinds, and, and then he'll write this cryptic paragraph about something that a celebrity did. And then it's up to those that are reading it to discuss and try to figure out who, who it is that he's talking about. So Dumois isn't the first site to do this. Crazy Days and Nights is is probably, you know, they he had to walk before Dumois could run essentially. Mm. But they've both built really successful brands off the back of this. So I guess like how do you guys feel about people that are sort of like they springboard into their careers off really doing quite minimal work? 
<laughs> and they're not professionals. They're not journalists or editors mm. or they haven't cut their teeth, mm. you know, honing their craft. I mean, I feel like part of me feels like it's a good thing that everybody is a journalist. There's some really good examples of when people gathering news and information mm. as just like independent punters is a really good thing. Take, for example, that like 16-year-old girl who recorded the murder of George Floyd and basically was the reason why he got convicted. Um, but obviously like the way that we, the way that all of our social media is set up is still like, um, we, I, I don't think it's evolved enough to handle people just you know, posting whatever they want and posing as potentially as like news mm. sources. Mm. But then I guess there's also a part of me with celebrity gossip that's like, well, we've been subject to that for years with like People Magazine and Who Magazine and all of those that put like just the most wild stuff on the cover and you know that it's fake. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I feel like maybe for most of us, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I read all of that and I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's fun. Do I believe it? I don't know. Yeah. Do I care enough to figure out whether I believe it or not? Also, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're definitely not the right person to ask. That's for sure. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Um, I still just look at it as entertainment, really. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think I even look at news as news really anymore. It's just, mm. yeah, um, interpreted as, as entertainment and they're almost pulling together like a – they're like their own little algorithm for for their audience, really. Do you but, look at it like? Do you think it's because we all sort of know now that anyone can have a an opinion and a comment, mm. even if it's unverified? And then so it is to take everything with a grain of salt, even if it comes from a reputable source. I actually think this might be a reputable source with with the little alias account with Dumois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it could be like a, um, a New York post or something like that and set up this account because they've been inundated with all these little DMs before and haven't been able to share them because they're not verified. And it's like, hey, let's just create a sleeper account. Well, it's it's since come out, um, her identity has been revealed. Oh, what? Yeah. So um, she's she's a New Yorker and she's she's actually connected into high society. She's a socialite. It's Gossip Girl in real and, life. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it literally. Basically is. Yeah, sure. It pretty much is Gossip Girl in real life. So she'll um, be dead soon. But she hasn't made a public comment about it yet, which is really interesting. So it's it's sort of like she's keeping the mystery alive because she hasn't herself verified, verified. if it's her Who or not. Who do reckon it is? It's, uh, I can look it up and tell you. Dumois' identity. I suppose if it did get, did get caught, tied back to an actual publication, like, but did, then it began did, as two. It began as two girls, two women. Um, but are they liable for any defamation or damages? Surely. Well, because right, it's all alleged. It's right? all alleged, and so they she sets everything up by saying this: uh, these this is all unverified. It's all alleged. And she essentially protects herself that way. And, but you're and still sharing it. That's still liable. I heard like, you know, what, didn't a news platform get sued recently because someone got bullied in their comments and it, it, it wasn't managed appropriately? And because it was with, with, within their platform, they were like vicariously liable. I think there is, I'm going to have to fact check this, but I think there is legislation now that says if somebody is being bullied in the comments of mm. your social yeah. feed, 
um, you are liable for that. So if you're, if, if, it's if, definitely the case. Yeah. I so, don't yeah. so, know how you possibly police that with something like this. Well, if you own a platform and you're sharing information that is is defamatory. Mm. Um, well, I don't know. It's a good one, actually, because um, the guy that runs Crazy Days and Nights, he was interviewed about this very thing and he said, just try to come come for us. Just try mm. because you will fail at, at this. And he's an entertainment lawyer and he said they've, they'll have no leg to stand on if you try to sue these uh, like us as as sharing it. And I'm not sure why, but it would mm. be really interesting to look that up. But but Dumois, her whole thing that she that she states is she's always been really scared of that and scared of legal ramifications for saying certain things. So she says, I think she says just enough to protect I, herself. I'd be more scared of like retribution. It's like here, it's like, Leo, like one of the stories well, was Leo wears headphones when he's having sex, like. Yeah, that's that's like I've heard I've heard that over the years, which is really mm. random. Like yeah. I don't even know how I know that. I mean, I feel like Leo doesn't is at the point Leo where he's just kind of like. I, I saw, don't care what I saw an like article the other day where it was like a satire, and I was like, um, "The world's worried about Leo's girlfriend as she approaches twenty-five. No, jeez, <laughs> oh, <laughs> poor thing. <laughs> so, like, what do you think? these sites are going to do to the tabloids because obviously the print tabloid media, Mm. the sales are on the decline. Are are they just going to be completely swallowed up into the void of internet gossip? I mean, that or they'll move online. Mm. They'll try and, you know, innovate, which they'll be probably doing a little bit too late because sites like Demois have such a foothold Mm. um, in the digital space already. But, um, you know, surely some of them would be trying to, you know, diversify yeah. and see that their younger audience is not going to be buying print anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I guess my main issue with these rogue commentators is that they aren't held to any sort of journalistic standard that, you know, there's no research, there's no vetting required. Mm. And um, it's a good segue into, you know, I guess less of the entertainment, but more about what happens when it starts to impact our our lives, like yeah. elections and the fake news and the government. Like what do you guys think, you know, from your opinions, even just looking at our last federal election, do you think that there was too much noise that was drowning out the facts? It's a hard-hitting question, it's, isn't it? it Who is. am I, bloody yarn event? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 60 Minutes. Mm. <laughs> I – um. See, it's interesting that you say that it's only these like celebrity gossip sites and and these kind of unverified sites that are not held to any kind of standard because I actually think that even news organisations online are not held to a high enough Mm. standard either because, like I said before, I feel like our legal and ethics codes for journalism have not caught up to the evolution of technology. Mm. So if you look at like if you compare the way that like the ABC and maybe like the Korean Mail for our Queenslanders um are reporting stuff, if you compare how they were what their headlines were mm. back in the 1980s, I would imagine they would have been identical. If you compare the Guardian and Sky News in 2022, what their news of the day is, 
it's it's on another planet yeah you know it really is and you know I know that there's probably a lot more going on now and it is partly because we've got all of this information all of Mm. these tips you know coming at us left right and center that allow these media to have like more diverse kind of stories of the day um but I think it's also because um (laughs) they they can get away with a lot, you know, because they're not, I don't think, regulated to a high enough standard in terms of Mm. what they are allowed to post on socials. Yeah, yeah, well said. I agree. I don't think there's any. I think given the pace of the news cycle too, it's kind of like it's just say whatever you want, then move on. By the time time there's, you know, they need to um, retract or apologise for anything, like everyone's forgot about it anyway and moved on to the next next headline that's it that's why i think people holding sydney morning herald to account mm. for rebel wilson yeah. is so solid because mm. we have to but only start... till the next distraction right well within, within within a week there's going to be something else that everyone gets their arms uh, you know up in arms about well this is the first home. time an outlet's really had Cop their to? feet held to the flames like like this anyway um i i definitely think that there'll be there should be ramifications from this I hope internally there's change mm. there. Um, I did hear that there was a, a 5 o'clock, 5 p.m. meeting yes. late last week. And someone exposed that, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, and uh, someone shared, you know, a staff member, not saying it was a journalist, it could could have been someone on the, on the admin team or in the sales team, but they shared it. Um, they leaked it to another outlet. Like, I mean, this is all just, it's crazy that this is even, yeah. like, like this is our media, guys. This is who sets the tone of what we discuss, what we talk about, how we live our lives. Like, they play such an important part. And if this is the shit that's going on behind the scenes, how are we expecting that they're actually doing their job to the standard that it needs to be done at? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And I mean... The other thing is there's, you know, there's hires uh, across the world. I'm not just going to talk Australia specific here. Obviously, um, the strongest example of like um, media organisations impacting upon um, like actual issues and even the democratic process is what's happened in the USA where things that were being reported on media outlets um, some of them, you know, more legitimate than others, were really directly impacting upon people's false beliefs about the nature of the American democratic process. Mm. It was wild. And and people were able to, like Fox News, for example, obviously their news outlets themselves are highly, well, I don't know if they are still, but were at the time highly reputable, like um, when Joe Biden won the election, Fox News was actually the first to call the mm. election for mm. Joe Biden. But then there were other people over on their like opinion, um, like primetime shows like Tucker Carlson and those people who were just asking questions about the legitimacy of the election and, you know, able to, you know, somehow slide under the well, I don't know if they were even trying to slide under the radar of what was ethical and legal or not. I think they just didn't care at that point mm. in time. But directly influencing people's false belief that mm. there was, you know, an illegitimate election going on, which led to, you know, people mm. marching on the Capitol and insurrection happening, people dying. Mm. Um, and that's not even, I mean, there was some sort of smaller news outlets that participated in that that are purely online like the one american news network and all of these people that are really just like right-wing weirdos 
But also, like, that was Fox News, yeah. who is, mm. you know, and has been historically a reputable major player in, you know, world news and American news and is considered to be trustworthy by a lot of people. So, you know, it's um, it's interesting to me how, um, I mean, obviously th- there's – you know, people going on air and saying this stuff, but I think it's coming, like it's directly being fed from what people are, like the kind of mm. rumours that people are propagating online. Mm. Yeah. Do, do we almost need like a rating system, like bank, like credit rating almost, where it's like they get star systems based on like the verified How level good? of their news, right? How good would that so, be? So, we could, so there could be like segments where like this is, you, could, you look at their star rating, it's like this is like, this is actually news, five stars. And then based on your behaviour, you're ranked down to tabloid level. Yeah. I think that does exist. I'm just Googling and, it now. But then that would become corrupt as well. It, the problem is is that now we're so divided because we're all in these little pockets sure. of information sure. that we're getting because of the social media algorithm that, like, none of that holds any weight. Sure. You so know, what's true to you, you is false to me. Yeah. Yeah, how do yeah. you cut through that? I feel sure. like that ship's already sailed, right? Well, then what, what's the future of news? Everything's just... Yeah, shit. C- catered to your beliefs only. Mm. That's a scary thought. It's just all yeah. entertainment and, yeah, um, what is it, echo chambers. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I mean, how do you, you sort of hope that everyone as an individual can, is able to critically think and do their own research when it comes to the stuff that matters. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm not necessarily talking about the celebrity gossip now but more so around – yeah, I guess the stuff that matters, the stuff that shapes our society and our world. Yeah, and people in positions of power really have to, or we, you know, you know what, the people in positions of power can't be trusted. We as the everyday <laughs> people have to install people into mm. positions of power who are, you know, trustworthy and upstanding and um are good actors mm. you know not people like craig kelly who um are misleading the public about you know the safety of the vaccine to the point where it's you know potentially costing people their lives i mean that's a great example of of rogue commentators that really swung public opinion during the pandemic that is mm. i think there'll be so many research papers on so many things that happened during covid where media were liable for making really bad decisions in airing dangerous comments from unreputable people. Yeah, and it's so hard. I think, um, you know, journalists have to be a bit more careful now. You can't just be like, oh, because someone's an MP, Mm. they are a reputable source. Yeah. They have to use a bit more discernment because bloody anyone can become an MP these days. Craig Kelly's, well, actually he's not in, but... Oh, wait, is he? Did, I'm trying to remember. Did he? I don't think he did. I think he got voted out, yeah. didn't he? I thought he lost his seat, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, good. <laughs> what happened to Craig yeah, Kelly? former member. <laughs> former <laughs> member of Australian Parliament. Yeah, great. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a perfect example of, you know, voters taking the onus upon themselves to, mm. you know, um, boot someone out who's a bad actor. And I honestly think, like I said before, I, I feel like in terms of, us being able to set up a framework that prevents bad actors from existing, the onus is that ship sailed. The onus is on us now as individuals mm. to learn how to think critically, 
to learn how to challenge our own beliefs, to not base our entire identities on what we believe in Mm. because then it's impossible to change what you believe in. I I think as the generations, you know, carry through, that's happening less and less, right? Like everyone is just in these little minorities of echo chambers. So no one does any critical thinking. That's like herd mentality. Even well, while I'm, I, I, you know, I do the same. Everyone does it. It's the easiest way to interpret information is listen to someone you trust who's got it from mum, dad, the fucking the friend, the friends they protest on at the on the bridge. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, it's just, and but because no one has, everyone's too fucking lazy. No one has the time. Like we all live fast paced lives. We're wired for you know, scrolling dopamine hits. It's like who, at what point are we going to get more people researching and thinking critically than not? Well, I don't think we'll ever get there. No, and also you have to know how to research. Right, because yeah, you end up on the same platform because your algorithm and it just verifies what you believe in. Yeah. So yeah. it's hard. Yeah, and we all dangerous know. cycle. Yeah. So, so it's hard being woke. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but someone's got to do it. <laughs> no, no, but, 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 but like, like the, current, the current woke system is just listening to what, what, what's popular within, within your circle, right? But see, I think that's problematic as well. Like I, I don't think that, you know, should be what defines wokeness to me this is kind of regressing back to last week's episode a little bit but to me it's like that should be more about just thinking critically Mm. making principled decisions based upon the facts not upon your feelings um and um you know being being educated, mm. you yeah. know. This is why it's probably so fun for the you know the lords above because they can see how easily these herds are manipulated, and then they're just like, "Fuck it, let's just play with these people." So, do you guys reckon there is space then for for educated rogue commentators to step in and and start to call out what they're seeing, which is absolutely media bias when it comes to some of these really big issues? Yeah, I think it's necessary mm. because at this point, like, we don't. I mean. We we know that there's media biases across, you know, Australian and international mm. media. Um, and I think we as the average punters have a responsibility to call that out when we see it. And if there's people with a larger platform doing that, then that is a good thing because it's bringing it to people's attention. Um, but again, I guess because people are in their echo chambers, you're only going to see that if you already are mm. like part of their built-in audience, right? Mm. 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 What do you reckon? I th- I think I think we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, when you start to actually peel the well, layers back on this, it's really quite painting like yeah. quite a sad picture. Yeah, but it also like I think what well, I always take it back to like whilst we're trying to create the perfect world, we always we also always assume that people want this the right information in their head. They just want to, they're not. Like um, the majority of people are simple, live simple lives, um, don't want to get involved with things that make them think too hard. Mm, um, yeah. You know, they just want, they want to be comfortable. Yeah, life is yeah, hard exactly enough right. as it is. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and, and if, if you try and then we, we, we become the guys preaching at them, they're just like, fuck off, just let me live my life. Don't tell me um, that I need to go research, become, <laughs> you know, critically aware. No, they just, no, I don't think they care. This yeah. is late-stage capitalism at work, baby. Right? Keep people yeah. poor, keep them struggling, keep them stupid, undereducated, yeah. keep them stressed about where their next meal's coming from, right? and they won't have time to think critically exactly about right. the shit that you're doing up yeah. top. Yeah, but also... Oh, so good. But, but also... Nice job. <laughs> like, 
you know the responsibility that comes with being rich and intelligent? Like, tell, it, tell us, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you don't know no, what I've been no. through. Yeah, it's so fast. No, but you're right. <laughs> no. No, but, but no, the assumption that everyone wants the responsibility that comes with a successful life. We've had this discussion. It's like if you take fucking Billy the bin cleaner off the street, give him 200 grand a year and say, here's the role you need to and that and, and the momentum and the, and the outcomes you need to maintain to, to keep this money coming in, within three months, he'll, well, not even, he'll break in a week and go back to fucking cleaning bins. <laughs> Billy. But, yeah, fucking Billy the bin cleaner. Like, not everyone wants to be like, or ca- wants to be like, they think they want to be successful, but they, they can't deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. People and- are just fucking losers. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and building upon that, though, there is um, a degree of like responsibility that comes with being in any position of power, whether that's just like having significant wealth enough to, you know, buy political ad campaigns for your United Australia Party, or whether it's, you know, owning a um, a media empire mm. like Rupert Murdoch, or whether sure. it's being the President of the United States or the Prime Minister of Australia. <laughs> if you're in a position of power, you have a responsibility mm. to be truthful and to be a good actor and people trust you with that. So, but, but the challenge there is, I, I I can see these billionaires sitting in their their fucking ivory ivory castles, and they look down and they're like, "Why would I want to empower these idiots? Mm. Like, and why should I? When like that, no one's helped. Like a lot of them, no one's helped me get to where I am. And now all of a sudden, I've got here. They want my money. They want me to contribute more. Some are some are just nice people. Some some have a chip on their shoulder, and rightfully so, and just want to say, well, why the fuck should I help the rest of the community? I employ I employ these people. I pay huge amounts of taxes. I avoid taxes like I should because I'm not an idiot. And it's like, and then people tell me I have to take care of Billy the bin cleaner. But a lot of people are undereducated as a result of like a society that's been built. And a, but a lot of billionaires have come from from low socio areas with you know mm. underprivileged and made something of themselves. And, and they're the ones that turn around and say, "Fuck you, society." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, just because one guy's made it doesn't mean that everybody else can go fuck themselves. You know what I mean? Well, just because like, one guy's made it doesn't mean that he's to fucking spoon feed everyone else. Well, there should at least be like an equal, like a baseline level of education, at least so that you can navigate the world. And I think increasingly. Like because- Elon Musk is like dyslexic. He's like, he, he does have a very good, like. He's like, Didn't Elon Musk's family make their wealth off like emerald mines in apartheid South Africa? Oh, really? <laughs> Stand out. I don't Stand think out. he's a good example of uh, started from the bottom now. Retreat. Here. Retreat. Retreat. <laughs> well, 50 Cent was drug dealing at 12. <laughs> Had his first Mercedes so at 15. an entrepreneur. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I, I think um, that a lot more uh, responsibility should be placed on the education system in terms of arming people with the information they need to sure. navigate this fraught situation that we have on social media. I don't know if people are taught to critically think as well as they no. should be. Yeah, and I think not. that's by design because I'm a cynic. No. No. Definitely by <laughs> but, design. But how hard is it to teach that shit? Like imagine keeping yeah. like, hey kids, let's learn how to think critically now. It's like it's hard mm. enough to get them to look straight ahead. 
<laughs> it's like you, they almost need shock therapy. Oh my god! No, but like teaching's a tough gig, man. Like it is a yeah. tough like, gig. It's yeah. hard. They should be paid way more. It's like we complain about our education system, and it is sh- shit. Um, it does but, need an overhaul. But how difficult? Can you imagine? Especially in this day and age, when like it was just when we're going through, and we didn't have social in front of us while we we're in class. Imagine teaching these days. But I hope that's it's where so parents difficult. need to need yeah. to. You know, I don't necessarily think it's the teacher's role. Um, to teach kids how to think critically, although it would help if they reinforce that belief. Mm. But I think parents, a lot of, you know, as long as you can teach your child to make their own decisions based on an educated, you know, based on on being educated about the topics that matter, I think that's, you know, if everyone did the best they could in that arena, then, you Mm. know, that should set us up for, for success. But the flip side to that is, Ty, you're right, there's a lot of, you know, lower socioeconomic families that won't do that. Yeah. So then we will always find ourselves in this pocket of distrust and uneasiness when it comes to us receiving our news because everything is tailored to what our beliefs are because of the algorithm. Then it goes back to your point, Nick, about the people that are building these tech companies, the billionaires that have, you know, they have a responsibility to ensure that that doesn't happen. I mean, I don't know. Put us in Parliament now. I think the three of us have got a very good. Oh, I don't like, want to go to Parliament. This is Everyone thinks they're over, I don't think they get paid enough for the bullshit they have to put up with. Like, I think they get paid plenty. I don't. I, I think, I, I think for, the, for, the, for, for the brain damage they have to deal with, um, both as like, professional, their professional peers, the general public, it's it's the, uh, it's too hard. This is the problem. Upstanding citizens like yourself don't want to go into politics. So we, I would be uh, upstanding. Yeah. You imagine <laughs> both me. of you would actually be excellent. As, as, soon, as, someone, as, as soon as someone disagreed with me, I'd fucking lose it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be crawling you across would. the table with the <laughs> yeah. scepter on it, <laughs> crawling across yeah. the speaker trying to I'd take out the guy. <laughs> yeah, I'd have all my. I would be lobbing billionaires just for funding, and I'd say, "Fuck this, I'm trying, Clive, let's start a party." <laughs> Oh, well, that was a really great chat, guys. I think, um, you know, we didn't solve anything, but but if anything, I think if you're but listening to this, everyone. Remember this? So remember the community triangle. Like we need these sub-socios because they've they got to do the grunt work that keep the, the pyramid. That's what I'm saying. If, if everyone what? gets to the top of the pyramid, no one cleans the toilets. <laughs> Well, you know, I you, you can still have a base <laughs> level of education and, and clean toilets, oh, you know. Clean my own toilet, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Start from the bottom now. Who? <laughs> um, all right, well, let's get into our last segment. Required reading. No, do you want to say something else? Uh, no, I just have no required reading. Oh. <gasps> Ty didn't do his homework. No, I did. I was thinking about it. Then I got distracted with something. This is what's wrong with the education system today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, Nick. Well, hit us with your required required reading. That is actually really hard to say. I'm it just saying. Is. Required reading. Wow. Required we, reading. We're realising today <laughs> how much work Liv does. I know. Come back, Liv. Jeez. Um, so mine's a little bit um, off topic uh, from what we – well, uh, I don't know. I'm just going to – 
talk about it. Um, so my required reading is called Q Into the Storm. Uh, it's a documentary that's on HBO. Sorry if you don't have HBO. Um, and it details the rise of the QAnon movement. So um, for people who don't know what that is, um, it's very complicated and there's a lot of different kind of tiers to it. But um, the short version is, is that there is a large contingent of people um, started in the US, but now it's kind of across the world um, who believe that uh, Donald Trump is basically taking on uh, a deep state group of um, Satan worshipping um, oh, people who drink babies' blood. Um, and there's all sorts of different... Is this the adrenochrome? Uh, so he's forming his own army. There's Well, there's all sorts of different tiers to it. It's extremely anti-Semitic when you peel back the layers. Mm. It's it's racist on a number of levels. It's very anti-science. It's, you know, there's a lot of crossover it's between a, that and the anti-vax movement. Just a billionaire having some fun. Well, you know, this. the interesting thing about this doco is that they, uh, the documentary makers basically try and track down the people who started this movement. And it's a really interesting look at how this, um, this movement kind of started with just a bunch of nerds in their basements writing life. shit on the internet. Mm. And it's, you know, basically evolved into something that is is and has been for years destroying, mm. you know, the democracy of one of the most powerful nations in the world. It's fascinating. Mm. Um, and it kind of just feeds into... Sounds like Christianity. It's like a cancer, isn't it, this <laughs> yeah. QAnon movement? Because it, it did start, like you said, tiny in, in a basement and then is now eating away at what was once one of the greatest nations in the world. And it's it's imploding it looks yeah. like America is imploding. Yeah. Like yeah. it just doesn't it everyone had this like renewed hope when Trump was out mm. from what this is just my opinion about it, but it nothing has changed. If anything, no. they're more divided than ever. Yeah. And I it, think agreed. You know? I, do you reckon it's like um a strategy where um Trump like allowed Biden to get in <laughs> just so they can have a taste of what what a spaz of the wheels like. Well, I, and, I then, and then he maybe. comes back stronger. I don't think Donald Trump ever wanted to be president. I think he did it as a PR yeah, stunt. Right? When he wanted yeah, yeah. 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 Um but I I think it certainly benefited him in a way. Um I mean, mm. now if you look at how many people believe that the, the democratic process over there is illegitimate. Yeah. Mm. I mean, how do you come back from that? Yeah. Really you can't. Men in black, you're just gonna <laughs> if only it were that easy yeah. what's your required reading well i'm actually changing mine um <laughs> just based on what you just said then if anyone is really is interested in in looking at this more donald trump sat down with piers morgan about a fortnight ago Ugh. oh <laughs> two very polarizing speaking people of rogue yeah. commentators yeah. speaking of rogue that, commentators. that wouldn't be biased at all <laughs> well it is such an interesting, you know, it's 20 minutes mm. uh, approximately um, and it's a really interesting chat and, you know, Trump is in a really bad mood and is really pissed off at Morgan, which is um, a surprise because they were both in cahoots with each other for so long mm. and and Pierce was a, a vocal supporter mm. of, of Trump um, and then he uh, when Trump came out and mentioned that, you know, the election was rigged, um, Morgan was, he was actually like, come on, like, yeah. I, I, very good. That's a, that's a stretch. And, and Trump has, has taken 
quite a lot of offense at this. And so he sits down in this interview and it's, it is, um, it's fiery and it's, you can tell that Trump is pissed off. Trump's advisors come in at some point to like, come on, time's up, let's go. And then Morgan's like, no, I've still got more questions and, and Trump's willing to sit down and he, he sort of goes off and has a break and he comes back. But it's really, really interesting because, mm. um, you know, Morgan sort of puts some hard questions to him, but also like, are you getting ready to, to run okay. again? And his answers are very ambiguous and broad and they don't paint a yes, but they definitely don't paint a no. And, um, yeah, if, if anyone's interested, I recommend just jump onto YouTube, search, you know, Piers Morgan interview Donald Trump 2022 and, and have a watch. It's a good one. Oh, God, the amount of You'd like. hate it. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hate you, watch it. You should watch it, though. The amount of like. American news I've consumed over the past like five years, years yeah. has just been like insane. I think I've this is really unhealthy, but I think I've consumed more American news than Australian oh, news. Oh, I agree. It's because I think the quality of the news is better as well. Sorry, Australia. Um, but yeah, it's it's fa- it's just like it a fascinating anthropological study that you want to watch, but also don't want to watch because it's happening to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You don't have a required reading? Yeah, just go watch Bob Irwin on TikTok. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love it's that. It's a good time. It's, it's good, wholesome fun. Love that. We need some good, wholesome fun after we do. some of that we do. darkness. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for the chat. I think that was really – it was interesting, if anything. It was very deep. Yeah. yeah sorry about my Obama blow-up. <laughs> we might have to cut that out. <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> See you next week. See you. Bye. <laughs> Feel alive, let's hit the dance floor. Don't work too hard, my break a backbone. Return to the Mac, the king is back though. Corvette and cash, I never like those. Thanks for listening, guys. If you love this episode, please give us a five-star rating and make sure you follow us on socials to stay up to date with all the weird and wacky things we get up to. You can find us on Instagram at No Brilliant Jerks Podcast or Sunnydale Studios. Or you can even find us on our agency Insta at KKO Agency. And if you'd like to put a face to a name, you can watch all of our podcast recordings on our YouTube at Sunnydale Studios. Now, we'll pop up all our social handles and links discussed in today's episodes in our show notes below. Feel free to also email us with your own dopes and nopes and we'll share them on the podcast. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. We shall be in your ear holes again next Wednesday. Okay, bye. This podcast is produced by Sunnydale Studios.